Hey guys, so we were scheduled to put this episode out at the end of May, um, but you know, of course, with George Floyd's murder and the subsequent protests, um, I mean, it felt really, it felt really silly to put out uh, an episode talking about costume design and, you know, the fucking French monarchy of all people. Um, So yeah, I mean, this episode is definitely a little late, Um, still great. Uh, you know, we do this podcast for fun and we just want to, of course, keep creating a space for black girls to talk about movies, um, critique movies, um, but also, you know, to have a little space to kind of decompress and, and have a mild distraction. That doesn't mean to actually be distracted from anything that's going on. Um, and the fight that needs to be won, of course, holding caps accountable, holding racists accountable, um, abolishing prisons, defunding the police, all of it. Um, but we're just here to kind of bring a little levity, um, bring a little humor in um, a time that feels very dark and very scary and very um, very uncertain. So um, not trying to, you know, start this off with a downer. <laughs> but we just wanted to, you know... Let y'all know where we stood. Of course, we're two black girls, and we're gonna always be two black girls. Um, but you know, enough talking. This episode is super long already. Um, enjoy, and we'll be back to um, our regular posting schedule very soon. Quiet on set. Places, everybody, and action. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on this week's episode, we're discussing Marie Antoinette from 2006, directed by Sofia Coppola. So guys, we're back at it again, um, continuing our May theme of costuming and set design. Mm-hmm. Um, so our last episode was on Romeo and Juliet. Um, from 1996, and we're going 10 years from that with 2006's Marie Antoinette. Um, so if you didn't listen to our last episode, this pairing was surprisingly my idea. Yes. Um, <laughs> because I wanted to look at something pretty. I mean, Basically, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I wanted to watch movies that were lush in design and a feast for your eyes. And this was actually the first movie that I thought of that kind of worked for me. Um, With like the aesthetics of the movie, it was very beautiful from what I remember because the last time I probably watched this film was like maybe 2007. You and it was be watching stuff and then just like like right when it comes out and then don't be watching it again. I will never watch it again unless I really really love it. Oh my god. Um and uh, this is one that I just hadn't had a chance to revisit until we decided to do this. Um right. but the aesthetics of this film did stick with me and it wasn't one that stuck with me through Tumblr, surprisingly. It's just, like, the <laughs> film itself stuck with me. Oh, Tumblr. Tumblr's good for 
this. This is like the all the things that they love. <laughs> it's Kirsten Dunst. It's Jason Schwartzman. It's Sofia Coppola. It's like what the French monarchy. It's pastels. It's florals. Yes, depressed women. I just got a little something for everybody. I thought it was very interesting that you picked this movie um, because this actually has quite a significance for me in recent years. I said I wasn't going to talk about France, but hey, I got some real world like context, like actual physical context, because this is the movie that I watched, I think back in, I want to say it was like 2017. Yeah, I would say 2017 was the last time I watched this movie before, you know, we just watched it for the podcast. And I was in there and I was, you know, looking in this movie and I said to myself, I said, self, I, you, you know what? You kind of live in kind of an ugly part of the world. <laughs> There's no history. We don't have anything that's this old. I can't imagine seeing anything that exists that is older than, than a hundred years older than 50 years. I mean, I live in Dallas. We don't really take anything historically um, quite seriously. We have like some parts of the town that are marked as like, you know, historically significant or anything, but nothing that's has stood the test of time. Everything is being bought up, sold, redesigned, torn down, whatever. And I was like, you know what? I decided something very important. I would like to see Versailles. I'm gonna take French. <laughs> I'm gonna start learning French. And I'm gonna go to Versailles. And it took me like a year to like save up the money and all that and get my passport because I didn't have none of that. <laughs> I was starting from like the bottom, like the ground floor. And so I took my little ass over and went to Paris and went to Versailles by myself. And it was a very interesting time. So I can bring in some sort of, you know, some his history because I was watching this and I was like, damn. I had like, you know, I got like, not into it, but I was like kind of getting testy with some people because they kept shoving me, <laughs> trying to get into the palace because they were in a big ass group together. And I was just, you know, I was having some issues with them. I also got yelled at by a bathroom attendant and I pointed that out. <laughs> I could I could see exactly like in the layout of the, of the castle at the beginning. I was like, oh my God, that's exactly what that lady yelled at me. <laughs> So it was very interesting to watch this and be like, damn, because like on screen, you know, it's massive and even bigger than the chateau is the the actual grounds and they are huge. I didn't even see, I mean, you don't really have full access to the whole thing. Um, it's pretty well maintained. There's like, um, you can walk all through like the gardens and stuff, but like it was raining. Um so I didn't get to see all of it because also I got, I got lost the, the, the train. I was meant to come on, like change names. And then like, I missed the first train, took the second train, like 45 minutes later, that train stopped. I had to get off that train, go get on. Like it was a whole fucking hot ass mess. So by the time I got there, it was like, like almost like noon or one o'clock. I was like, this is, this is a mess. And they closed, I think it closes like six o'clock or something, five or six o'clock. And that wasn't enough time like to explore everything. So, um, 
yeah, just re-watching this. I was like, oh my God, I've been there. They spruce the shit up for this movie. <laughs> Some parts of the cast were looking kind of janky. And of course, like they had to, um, like once you are in the palace, but I thought this is very interesting. I was watching like the DVD extras. They had to source all their own furniture. They were like, you can't sit on any of this, which they don't have a lot of furniture anyway, because a lot of it was destroyed. Um, and they've had to bring in like recreations or source it from other places to be like, okay, this is what we imagine the bed to look like <laughs> or whatever. Because I mean, they don't, they don't have it, you know? Like, I mean, a lot of it was destroyed or like it's fallen in disrepair. It's a very old place. I, I forget when they actually turned Versailles into a museum because it's actually very, I'm actually surprised that it's not like, like it didn't get like destroyed down to the down to the foundations during the revolution but you know they had bigger fish to fry i guess so um yeah during the production like they had to bring in all their own stuff they had to bring in their own tables because i was really interested in that too it's 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 very i mean it's a very old building and like you know i would say hundreds if not thousands of people come to see it a day um, definitely thousands a week. So to close down this this monument to like French history for I don't know however long it took to shoot this movie, like that's a pretty big deal. And then just taking care. Can you imagine being like the person who <laughs> you were carrying like a light or something and you fucked something up, like you cracked a mirror from like 300 years ago or whatever? I would be sick like there's no way there's no way like i I wonder what like what the insurance was like like what was the insurance policy and all that it it had to be mass like i can't i can't imagine i can't either like when i went they don't let you see every part of the palace they have like special parts and I mean, you get to walk around a lot of it. Um, I think I spent like an hour and a half, two hours in there, just walking around. Because I was like, well, I don't know when I'm ever going to come back here. So let me get every last bit of my money's worth (laughs) inside before I go back outside. And um, because, yeah, once you leave, like you can't come back in or whatever. Like it's a one time only thing. And so um, you have like certain areas that you can walk around in, but like apparently for this movie, they gave them like a lot of um, access to like areas that they usually don't let people see. Um, and I think the the guy who's kind of like the I don't know what they refer to him as. I keep wanting to say caretaker, but that sounds like a, like a like a groundskeeper Willie type of thing. <laughs> but he's like the the caretaker of it. He was like, yeah, I really like liked her. Like, like Sophia's, like, vision for this. And I'm sure it's, it's, um, a lot of good press or a lot of, like, I mean, most of it is just a, it's a very beautiful building. And if she treats it in a beautiful way, then I mean, like, you got my ass over there. Like, I paid for the ticket. (laughs) So, I mean, who else? I mean, I'm sure that's happened to countless other people. But yeah, so, I mean, I've done some research a lot of the research I've I've done on like just this topic in general because this is kind of during one of my favorite kind of art periods, which is like the Baroque period and like the Rococo period, which is kind of like the the lowbrow version of Baroque. All that um, 
art and the fashion, the hair, all that is like super interesting to me. Interesting to me. Of course, the architecture is super interesting to me because, I mean, could you be more ornate? <laughs> could you be more ridiculous? So all of this is is very um. It piques my interest. So this movie is a little different, like, um, assuming you learned about Marie Antoinette in some sort of European history class, assuming, um, you know what befalls her, um, I think people only know that part. I don't think people even know about, like, the, all the extra extra. And what this movie does is a a little something different. Um, this movie kind of humanizes her um, and makes her more of a person um, that we don't necessarily get when we learn about her in history. So with watching this movie, this go round is a little different than when I watched it previously um because i felt two different ways about it Mm -hmm. especially watching it during a pandemic oh really yeah um because of the outer part of like the outer part of it are you talking about just like the indulgence and the excess and the the yes the drinking the buying stuff Yes, and yeah. the revolution happening on in the later part of the movie, the revolution happening on the streets of Paris, knowing like what's happening on the streets, and then knowing what's happening in her inner life and her internal struggle. So it's like two different things going on at the same time. So it's like you're you getting two different stories. Especially if you are familiar with what what happens eventually. Yeah, I mean, everybody, I feel like if you know who Marie Antoinette is, you know two things. You know, let them eat cake, and you know that she was beheaded, along with um, a lot of her court. Um, But there's a lot more about her, I think, that that people don't know. So, um, and about Versailles in general. Yeah. because there's a long history. Like, she's not the first person that's not necessarily, like, the castle that was built for her. She moved there um, to be with her husband at a quite young age. I didn't realize she was supposed to be 14 when she moved there. Yes! Like... Yeah, she, she was a baby. Watching this, I was... Because the actors are in their 20s. And they're, like, playing the, the same characters throughout the whole movie. So, you kind of when they're introduced, you kind of get some of the youthfulness in the way that she's portraying the character. But I had to do my research to see like, okay, I get like, she's supposed to be young, but like how young is she? And I had to do my maths and I was like, wait, this is a a literal, like, this is a child. (laughs) Like these are children that are brought together to basically unite countries. Yeah, so um, so the thing about this movie is that it was actually based on a book, which I attempted to read. 
It's called um, Marie Antoinette, The Journey, which you have the author's name, right? Uh-huh. Um, Antonia Frazier. Yeah. So Miss Antonia, um, be right in child. Like, <laughs> the book <laughs> she is does. 512 pages. That's just the thing I just saw on Amazon. It it's, was written almost 20 years ago. So there's a good chance that this book um, has been either amended has been added to like it you know it's a huge history um and it's not just about her it's about all the stuff that kind of had to do with like the moving pieces of the royal family across europe there's a lot of names and like i think i cracked i think i got maybe 50 pages in i was like this is not gonna be read by me (laughs) today or this year i still haven't picked it back up because I was like, I'm gonna have to like actually buy this book if I ever decide to complete it. Because like, two weeks is not enough time for me to not in this day and age, not with my uh, dwindling attention span. Um, but so she kind of, I guess, Sofia Coppola took this and she was trying to like, like you said, like humanize Marie Antoinette because a lot of people kind of think of her as this very frivolous woman, and she did have her issues buying things, spending money. Um, indulging herself but also she is stuck in a very precarious situation her entire marriage and uh, like her giving birth is supposed to like (laughs) it's supposed to be like this huge political thing that's supposed to keep these two nations um as allies and if she doesn't do it like there's consequences, like, there's a lot of pressure being put on her shoulders. I mean, that's her only job as queen, really, is to marry this man and give him a son so that he can be the next Louis, um, shit, Louis the 17th, I guess, at this mm-hmm. point. Um, so there's a lot going on. Cause I think the first time I watched this movie, I was like, okay, this is cute, but I don't really understand the point of this. Like, okay, she's just having a good time and then oh shit party's over <laughs> and then um because i don't think i was looking at the i looked the, i like the costumes i noticed the costumes but i don't think i ever like noticed the costume changes i don't know it's the costume colors the changes in wigs all that kind of comes together to help tell the story because it is like kirsten dunst is not 14 in this movie, but she's playing 14 year old. And I think by the end, she's playing like a, someone who's maybe in her like late thirties, early forties, I believe. Mm-hmm. So the costumes are doing a lot of heavy lifting. Of course you have Versailles, which I mean, like you can't recreate that <laughs> anywhere else. Um, but there's a lot of backstory and a lot of history, um, which actually kind of helped. Now that I watched that or read part of that book and then watched this again, like I was like, okay, cool. I kind of know who this lady is. I know who this guy, I know who her brother is. I know his importance and all that. And she had a lot, um, I forget how many siblings she had, but she had a lot of siblings and they all got married off one by one. That's basically what her mama spent like the majority of her adult life doing was just like marrying off her children. So they And writing letters. Writing letters and securing like their place in like the European amongst like the other European empires because you know there's a lot of fighting there's a lot of um there's a lot of beef going down 
I cannot even begin to like like talk about or or dive into that because there's a lot going on that goes like you know centuries or whatever but she's basically trying to secure not only Marie Antoinette's future but like the future of the country like um her mother like Maria Teresa and so it's a lot going into this it's not just her you know becoming a queen and being like oh my god look how much fun I'm having like she's actually having a terrible time (laughs) and she has to kind of um work through that also we'd love to talk about I guess like the backstory of Versailles itself because that has a lot to do with most a lot of stuff that happens in this movie as well so I like I kind of researched this for fun um because after after I, I came back from France I actually started watching this tv show called Versailles which is about King Louis the 14th who um is the one who built Versailles and had Versailles built. And then from, I mean, that's like a fictional show, but then like that led me to more questions. I was like, this is a lot of chaos for something set in like the early, what was it like the late 1600s? It's a lot happening. (laughs) It's a lot happening. So basically when King Louis the 14th was a kid, there was like a, there was like a civil war happening and there was like some aristocrats that were starting to rebel, a lot going on. So when he like ascended the throne, when he was pretty young, he was like, I'm not about to have this bullshit with y'all. Um, I'm going to build a place dedicated to me and have everybody live there. And this is how I'm going to consolidate my power because I'm not going to have y'all out here whispering and plotting against me. I'm going to have y'all all here where I can see you And all the, like, the weird shit, all the customs, all of the weird, like, oh, we're going to all be there to greet the the royals in the morning, and we're going to, you know, help you get dressed. All that was, like, instituted by King Louis XIV. He did a lot of this just to wield power over the aristocracy because he had all these people come. They're living basically under his roof and you know they're part of his court but they had to jockey for his favor and you know if you're not in Versailles if you're not in the king's favor then like who the fuck are you are you going to be paid um is your family going to be secure so it's like it's almost like a weird like puppet master situation where he's like got all these people dancing for him and like over time he started like instituting all these like souls like sort of social rules um and those are kind of have been passed down so like when we're watching this movie this is I think King Louis I want to say this was like his his was King Louis the 14th like his great-grandfather or something like by the time this movie happens like King Louis the 14th is already dead been dead so he's kind of like King Louis the 16th who's Jason Schwarzman as like inherited all this and now this is like custom but because of all this like infighting and like jockeying for the air like between the aristocracy they're like ruthless and cutthroat and nasty i don't even think i remember them being so nasty until i watched this i was like do y'all have inside voices at all (laughs) like they're talking all this shit about her and they can do that because she doesn't have a baby yet Mm mm-hmm so it's a lot of fucked upness. Um, I would encourage everybody to like at least read about King Louis. It's very interesting. 
the whole Versailles grounds are built um, in honor of his like his moniker, like the Sun King. So there's a lot of um, references to like Apollo, like the Sun God. Um, there's like fountains built like that with like Apollo and um, and I believe there is one with like maybe Mercury too. I'm trying to remember everything. The inside of the palace is super interesting because every room kind of had like a different kind of um, God theme. So like I think one where he discussed like war and like military strategy like that was the Mars room, which is like the God of War. And he had some other ones. Um, all of, like the ceilings are super painted. Of course, there's the Hall of Mirrors, which is a big deal because back then mirrors were very, very, very expensive. And he had a whole ass room full of them, um, which a lot of people can fit in that room too. Although they look kind of grimy now. <laughs> I don't know if they can replace those. I'm sure they can't because it's like historical and, and stuff. But like they're a little, they're a little gritty looking. I was looking in the back, um, in the background while I was watching the movie, and I was like, let me see the mirrors. Did they clean them off? What they do? Did y'all scrape off the gunk off that one mirror? <laughs> mm. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's a very opulent um, area. And it's also not in Paris. Um, he moved everyone from Paris to Versailles. So he's basically got this whole little ecosystem right there. And everybody trying to jockey for his favor. And so, you know, there's not going to be any sort of uprisings or rebellions because um, the French Revolution, I think, has like deeper, like a deeper history than just like King Louis the 16th. I just think that was about the time when they were like, no, nah, we got to start chopping off heads like this has gone on far enough. Um, but yeah, it's a very interesting it's a very interesting building. It's a very interesting ecosystem. Anybody's interested in history. Um, also, the fashion, like the heels and the the girl, the wigs on this show. Let me tell you something. Brady knows. I am very, I, I, I scrutinize wigs a lot in movies. I don't know what it is, but like once I just catch a wig that's just awful, I'm like, oh no, you don't. Then took me out the fantasy. I'm over it. Girl, the wigs in this fucking show were so laid. They were so laid because King Louis had like this long, everybody had really long hair, men and the women. And I was like, damn, that is a body wave, bitch. Mm. That is a body wave. I don't know. Like that's some good ass hair. <laughs> the flow, the flow, the shine, the curl pattern, all of it. But I think they got to shoot at Versailles, too, which is very interesting. I'm like, do y'all just be letting people, like, how far in advance do you have to ask and stuff? Because I would think that's, like, a significant tourist thing. Because Versailles, this, like, the town is not that big. So I would think, like, a, a few people actually work probably in Paris, but also in, like, the palace. Now we have the extensive history lesson. <laughs> which I think is necessary because like if you just watch this and you're just like oh why is she just coming there and she's spinning reckless and she's doing all this and she's not paying attention to you know the politics of the day um, which at the I mean for me I'm thinking like that's not really her job to be paying attention to that but I could be wrong but um, it would probably be very easy to be like oh well she was just a dumb girl like, yeah like more. 
going on, I think, that had, that had, I mean, like, to me, she was doomed to fail. Yeah, it was a setup. It was all, a, I mean, it was never going to work. I feel like everybody was low-key working against her, including her <laughs> husband. Oh, my God. Right. Like, you know, you. I mean, you know what the hell is up. Let me see. <laughs> and you know why she here. So what is your problem? It was a setup. Oh my God. From me, jump. Let me see when he I feel like he was when was his coronation? Like how old was he? I he might be like a year older than her. I think. Oh yeah, he was super young. Yeah. It was a setup. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm looking at this. This is, um, let me do some math. Let me do Wait, some mathematics. Me... Are you doing your maths? I'm doing my mathematics. Hold on. That's not right. That's not right. Wait. <laughs> How old was <laughs> Pause. Oh wait! Oh no! Then it was a setup. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. okay wait, okay, no, wait, it's no, not a setup. No, okay, you're right. Because I was doing the math, and I was like, "That is not. That's not right." It it was a setup. Yeah, it, it's I, low key kind of math, a setup. When I first did the math, it said he was 11, and I was like, "That's not what I saw." <laughs> he was nobody's 11 years old, child. I think he was 19, and she was 18. There was no way this story was going to end well. No. A miracle would have had to been pulled. I guess we could kind of like freestyle it because we've kind of covered a bulk of the entire movie um, in discussing like the history around it. Um, Yeah, I mean, I was giving y'all like the, you know, the backstory because I feel like you need... You need historical, especially if it's it's a it's a historical period piece. This is like, this is this is a real person. Like this is a person who lived. Um, she didn't live in a bubble. She didn't live in a vacuum. So, um, just to give her some context, although um, a lot of people, especially I guess like the French press, were very kind of like, now this is some bullshit because you know they're not going to look very fondly over the monarchy, um, especially considering how it did its citizens. And damn near uh, bankrupted country or whatever. <laughs> like, um, they were going through it. And so, I don't know how... Because this is... It's kind of weird. They're not the only king and... They weren't the exactly, like, the last king and queen. They were the last king and queen before the revolution. But then they, like, reinstated the monarchy. And then I think Napoleon was like, Oh, actually, I'm just kind of just gonna take all this shit over. So a lot it was going back and forth. So it's not like they're the last of the last, but um, they're definitely the last of kind of like the old guard. But mm-hmm. I feel like you need like a little bit of that. I mean, like that bad story because I mean, look, King Louis, God bless him. God bless Jason Swartman. <laughs> they also did King Louis a favor. I've seen these pictures. Mm. You see the pictures. Let me. I didn't Google no pictures because I you haven't seen didn't want. King Louis. 
I mean, they're all paintings. Oh. So take some, take it with a grain of salt. We'll never know what they really look like, especially with painting conventions. You know, be making people look a certain way based on like. Okay, George Washington, come through. It does look like George Washington. I mean, they would have been contemporaries, kind of. They lived around the same time. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the wigs were... The wigs weren't laid, at least in these pictures. I mean... The heels were there. He was stepping out. Oh, okay, you know what? I'm missing... This is too much history, but I'm just going to say it. So, like... Yeah, so I think King Louis the Fourteenth was his great. Yes, he was his great grandfather because his father had died when he was like eleven. So that's why in the movie King Louis the Fifteenth, who was I don't know why he was played by Rip Torn. We'll get to that right quick. Mm. Um, I feel like that was a choice, but like when King Louis the Fifteenth died, that's when. He became king. Because I was like, looking at this, I was like, uh, one of 11 year olds? <laughs> I was very confused by that. But yeah, um, the casting. Rip Torn? That was an interesting choice. He was a very jovial man. Maybe because he was like super jovial. Because what from what I can see, uh, Louis Fifteenth was like Louis the Beloved. And he had a pretty long reign. I think he reigned for like 50 years. He had, he got a lot of stuff going for him. I'm proud. Like, Like, good for him. Like, he, he had a wife. He had some mistresses. I was going to say the hoes. He had, (laughs) he had a lot of stuff. Good, you know. He lived a good life, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) I was, I was just looking, I was like, why Rip Torn? Like, did Sophia know him? She probably watched Dodgeball. This is, I think it was, was, oh, this was after after Dodgeball. Don't you that. It was after Dodgeball. Girl, maybe she saw Freddie Got Fingered. (laughs) 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 Let's not reduce his career down to the 2000s. What movie was he in? I called you and I was like, bitch, he was, oh, the man who fell to earth. I was like, bitch, that is a young Rip Torn. I don't think I've ever seen a young Rip Torn, though. It is quite the sight. I was not really prepared. Every time I see... Remember I was... Didn't I... It was that Hitchcock movie. I think it was... What was it? North by Northwest? It was like Martin Landau Mm -hmm. was in that. And I was like, bitch, when was this? Like, it's so weird to see, like, really... Like, people you've known to be old, like, your entire life. Like, yes, you were people... You're a person. You were young, but like. Sophia just, was like, I'm watching Man in Black and was like, yes. I'm I watching mean, Man she, in Black on TBS. And she was like, got him. <laughs> I'm going to send you this picture. And then she was like, you know what? I'm about to call up my little cousin. Boom. Got him. Can you imagine? We finna the do this. Nicholas Cage, like that's the cousin that comes and like rips down the Christmas tree. <laughs> it's like we can't invite that cousin. To the <laughs> we all like okay. And the cousin like, that fuck up the barbecue. Like, he's gonna, let me like he's gonna come around at six. So why don't you come around at like three thirty and you can come get you a plate and then leave. <laughs> 
so y'all don't have to cross paths because some chaos is gonna happen. Can you imagine? Oh, what is this? No, I rebuke this. Yes, that's a young Riptorn. I forgot what his role is, but I think he like cheated um, David Bowie's character. You know what he kind of looked like? It up. You're about to say something terrible. Just say it so I can decide to. Well, he kind of looked like James Earl Jones, but white. And <laughs> you could have kept that one in the chamber, bitch. <laughs> You're terrible. Oh, not like that far, but like, oh, why? Like, if they was like, oh, half yeah, because young James Earl Jones was like a like a baddie. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah, I think he exposes David Bowie's character in this movie. This movie's kind of long. The fashion is great, but this movie's a little long. So, um. I guess we could talk about something with the costuming that I thought was interesting was like how the costuming changes over time. Yes. Like you can see like the fashion trends. Yeah, the fashion trends for sure. Like the um, the ships in the hair. Let me figure out what that's called. Because those were, I think that's a pretty like well-known um, fashion trend that people will kind of emulate. Um, and they're all, I think, like, the bigger, the better, like, <laughs> and I forget what this, I don't remember how this started, but this was, like, you basically wanted it to be as ridiculous as possible. Um, I'm pretty sure, Vers- I think Marie Antoinette was fairly well known for this, which is why they included it, um, which I think she was using for, like, as like a like a like a celebratory look for like the French defeating like the French um, Navy defeating the British. I don't know how accurate that is. Which again, like if you don't have that context, you're just like, what the hell is wrong with this bitch? Like she's just she's just sticking shit in her hair. Like what is the why? Why would you do that? Oh, I have is well they so Wikipedia labels it as the poof or the toque which is Mm -hmm. i guess literally a thick cushion um was a hairstyle and hairstyling support deriving from 18th century france so i guess her her hairstylist her like uh i don't know your tokyo styles (laughs) um man oh my god (laughs) oh 1700s france uh like hooked her up because apparently she, it was made popular when she wore like a big old hairstyle to her husband's coronation, which apparently Leonard was an actual real person. I wonder how you, like, how do you decide? Like, let's just put some stuff up in there. Like, let's just get some stuff. I mean, people do that now, like with butterfly clips. It's not as crazy, but then you also have like hair sculptures. Yeah, you got like hair artists. Yeah, who, like imagine great thing. I was just thinking of Vaps. Yeah, and then like they build like helicopters out of hair. Yeah, yeah, you can go see like hair shows and stuff. I used to watch them on YouTube. It's like really cool to watch, and yeah. I'm still upset you said fucking Tokyo stack. Yeah, that's the first person I thought of. Like, if you want to chime in with a different person, 
Like, and you were like, damn Johnny. it. <laughs> like, damn it. Tokyo Styles are making bank. Damn it. Like, <laughs> Tokyo Styles are making bank. Last time I heard, she was like, like, paying, like, people were paying her like hundreds of thousands to do her hair or do their hair. So, yeah, I think when it's like she first moves there, she's wearing kind of like really, I wouldn't say like demure, but it's kind of maybe more on like the childish side. I don't know how childish you can get with like a fucking corset and like a big ass bustle and stuff. But it was like a really simple outfit. It was like blue. Her hair was down, which I don't think I ever realized her hair was down. Like that was her natural hair. It wasn't pinned up or anything. Um... And her mom was like, hey, you going? To, you moving to France, you get married, enjoy. She didn't know this man. She'd never met him. She had to leave everything behind, which is fucked up, including her dog. I don't even know if she went back to Austria. It doesn't seem like she ever went back. And that was a thing, too. Like, that was one of the reasons why they hated her, because the French and the Austrians already had beef. So, like, with this, like, whole union, it was, like, super precarious and it had to work out. Um... And people didn't trust her because she was Austrian and also because her French was kind of like, it sounded kind of like tinged with Austrian. Like it wasn't really great French or whatever. And then at the same time, she would still write to her mother. And she also held Austria very like dearly to her because it was her home. And like that was actually like brought against her. Like they basically called her a traitor when they mm-hmm. put her on trial. So I was like, ooh, shit. <laughs> But they basically, like, I guess, like, in Austria, she was kind of normal in the court. But when she went to Versailles, like, everything just was, like, amped up to, like, 100, like, 0 to 100. Um, They had to dress her at the border. Like, they had this whole little, like, weird tunnel thing that she went in on one side. Um, In Austria, she came out like a bad bitch French woman on the the Mm -hmm. other side. They basically had to, like, strip her of her, like, Austrian identity. Like, she had to leave all of that behind. Yeah, so none of her clothes, none of her dresses, none of her friends. She was only allowed to take, like, her advisor, which I was like, Steve Coogan, that man shows up in so much. Like, once you mm-hmm. watch, like, a hot like a hot fuzz or, or something, like, you don't know. <laughs> like, a Hamlet, too. This man shows up in everything. <laughs> I was like, wait, I forgot he was here. Wasn't he in some shit with, like, Courtney Love or something like that? Probably. She blamed him for something, like, somebody dying. And I was like, bitch, what? Like, overdosing. Ah! Yeah! Miss. Oh, they were together? Like. Oh, apparently they had a cocaine fling. Oh. But. I don't think they ever had a baby. What? I remember him getting into it with somebody. Like, somebody was like, Steve, this is your fault. Was it Heath Ledger? I'm bouncing around from white people to white people. But, like, <laughs> oh, apparently they blamed him for, like, Owen Wilson having, a um like, a drug spiral. Like, remember when Owen Wilson had that, like, incident, like, way back? Like, apparently. And do not... It was so random because they were like, oh, Owen Williamson's in the hospital because he, like, 
apparently tried to, like, take his own life. And I was like, wait, what? Oh, <laughs> like, oh. And they blamed, like, Steve Coogan or something like that. And I was like, wait, how do these what? two people know each other? That's what? Girl, something is, like, that's why I was looking at this. And I was like, how do you know? How were you involved? Like, what about you said to Sophia, yes, he would make a great advisor. Unless she was, like, trying to cast cast against type, but it's so random. <laughs> Every time I see it, I'm like, uh, okay. I mean, he did a good job. I'm just not, like, shitting on him for But, like, it's just everything else. Like, when he shows up in the, pop, like, in the, like, tabloids or whatever, I'm like, what do you be doing in your free time? Ooh, that's interesting. All right. Ooh, child. It's very, Did not know that. It's very weird. It's very weird. I remember him being, I cannot remember, because the Owen Wilson thing is kind of like new to me, but also I feel like it was somebody else. And then like Courtney Love or somebody was like, this is your fault. And I was like, what the f- how do any of y'all know each other? I was like, this got to be, this got to be one thing and one thing only. Mm. Linking all y'all together because this don't make no sense. Like y'all, like, where do y'all hang out? What do y'all be talking about? <laughs> This doesn't make any sense. But that's also Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, like you mentioned like Steve Coogan being in there, but also like Molly Shannon. Yes, Molly Shannon and um what's her name? Shirley Henderson, aka for some of you youth, um Moaning Myrtle. That's Moaning That's Moaning Myrtle. I don't be paying attention like that, but like if you're a slightly old bitch like me, you would um know her from being in Bridget Jones and train spotting. Um, but she shows up in a lot of stuff. Apparently she was in Anna Karenina, which I don't remember seeing her in, but um yeah, I mainly know her from Bridget Jones and Train Spotting. And mm. Harry Potter. Mm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not sure how she you know, a lot be a lot of stuff be changing hands behind the scenes. Sometimes I would love like a I guess like a what, like a six degrees of separation or whatever the fuck between some of these people. Because they weren't in this movie very long. No, they They, were just like they were like somebody's aunt. Yeah, they were like the messy girls. There was so much mess. Everything was gossip all the damn time. I was sitting there tired of it for her. Um. Apparently, they were like um. I guess older sisters of of Louis the Sixteenth. Yeah, I guess so. Well, they were like they seemed like they were a lot older than him. Um, they always made them seem like they were old maids because they didn't have husbands. I don't really know anything about them, um, but apparently they were daughters of Louis the. Oh wait, no, they wouldn't have been his father. They would have been his great aunts then. Or cousins. This is confusing. This is why I didn't finish that book. So they're related to King Louis. <laughs> I don't think they're his sisters, but I feel like they're related to him some way. They, they're referred to as aunts. So I'm thinking it's like when you, you know, when you have a large family, just like call that your aunt or call that your cousin. Because if you really sat mm. there and tried to work out all the ins and outs and how y'all related twice and <laughs> once removed and all this other shit, you'd be like, oh no. Mm. I know Molly Shannon wasn't really the the. I mean, she was bitchy, but she wasn't. You know, if you expect to see like Molly Shannon something, you know, something's about to. She's about to be cutting up right in there. 
But she was just really bitchy. She reminded me of her character from Pushing Daisies. Mm. Do you remember her character when she was like the um she was like the competitive she was like um I guess like a taffy emporium. Like she ran a taffy emporium and she opened up the Billy Balsam's something something. <laughs> and like her and her brother were both like kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was like one of her other not necessarily serious, but it definitely like when you see her on Saturday Night Live and you see her in some of this other stuff, just like, oh shit, that's that's the same woman, but that's somebody completely different. <laughs> People on Saturday Night Live be coming on stuff and I'm like, oh, maybe there's some there's some drama in there after all. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of them have the range. Yeah. Truly. Yes. I would like to see more of Molly Shannon. What's she doing now? She's in this movie with Jesse Plemons. You wanted to bring that up. You wanted to bring that up so bad, didn't you? I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I'm <laughs> I was, not going to do know it. He was in, what movie was he in? Because I just saw him in a movie with a bunch of black people, and I was trying to figure out which movie it was. And he was like a young, he was a young kid. This movie had to come out about this time, I think. Let's come back to that. I'm a, I'm gonna find it. Um, like yeah. Mike. Oh, it was like Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this tweet and I was like, I gotta show Brittany, but I've already been cutting up. Um. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, let me ease up. <laughs> Cause yeah, sometimes you know, sometimes y'all be yelling at me in the DMs. Rightfully so. Telling me they're gonna put me on timeout or whatever. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So like, nobody likes her when she gets there. They marry her and King Louis, or future King Louis, immediately. And they're like, "All right, get to getting." And um, I, for some reason, I, th- I totally remember them all standing there. When they went to bed together? They're there when she wakes up. Because she's introduced to, like, how she has to wake up every morning. Yeah, everybody and, mama. But they also were there when they went to bed. Remember, they were all there, and they were like, all right, good luck. Like, King Louis was like, okay, good luck. And I was like, bitch, y'all not going to be here waiting to listen to it now, are y'all? Mm-hmm. Ugh, ugh. Yeah, but all this shit, when they, like, wake her up, and have to dress her, and it had to be the person of the highest rank in the room. And then she was explaining it, and I was like, girl, who cares? Let this woman get dressed. She's sitting there, I'm like, like I'm cold. <laughs> I'm chill, mm-hmm. I'm gonna catch my death. And she was like, this is ridiculous. But that's like Versailles, like that's what they do. I'm like, how many hours a day are spent just wasting time on bullshit? Because when you really see her, you watch her, you're like, God damn, no wonder they fucking bandaged y'all. <laughs> y'all was out here doing ridiculous shit. Taking two hours to dress somebody. Yeah. Like, I mean, a room full of people, like a whole, like it's 20 people in that room. And every lot. person has to like take your, your, your nightgown off put your nightgown on like put your drawers on like the bareness of Baja Blast don't need to see your taint like they don't <laughs> need all this 
Okay, okay, okay. That's a good. That's a good segue. What would your like royal family name be? Like, we gotta think of titles. It would be the Baroness of Baja Blast. That's a good one. I need one. Come up with one for me. <laughs> you would definitely be like the Duchess or something. I like the term Duchess. I like the term Duchess. It makes you sound like a poodle. Like a high class poodle. Like the one from Oliver and Company. Ooh, not like... Oh, that's a good poodle. I was Also, the, like the bougie poodle from like... Uh, Alvin and Chipmunks. Yeah, I feel like all poodles are like super big. Are you talking about the movie? Yeah. The, the Chipmunk movie? Bitch. Yeah. We gotta find that. We gotta watch that. I don't know about like, this, this, but just like in general. <laughs> that's what I'm named after. <laughs> are you really named after Britney? Which one? Which Britney? Was that the middle one, right? Like That's not the, the middle oldest one, one that's, that's one a that, bitch. Yeah, the one that's paired with Alvin. That's what that's, that's what that's the I love this Stanley history name. I don't know what my name. I don't know why I have my name. Uh, yeah. Don't know why. I guess it was cute for the '80s or whatever. Um, still laughing about Jesse Plemons. Um, they're married. Uh, so, so the food too. They make them do all this shit for food. Like the the apparently they had to do a lot of investigating on like like. I guess, what is this, 18th century? 18th century um, food? I saw them making shit. A lot of shit was encased in jello. What is They what? were doing it like 70s you know the, mom style. Right, you're right. What's that Twitter account with the fucking. Um, everything is like. 70s dinner party? That shit is like. Like hot dogs and jello? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw peas. With mayonnaise. I'm pretty sure I saw peas and something else. When like a big old jello statue and I was like, you are lying to me, bitch. Mm-mm. I was like, well, shit. They were making fun of her. Like, oh, y'all gonna bring some strudel from Austria. And I was like, bitch, I wish she should have brought some strudel. This food looked mm-hmm. nasty. <laughs> and King Louis is like a dick. And not King Louis. So the, 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 the Dauphin, the, the, I guess the prince. I don't know if you would call him a prince. Royal titles are hard, but Jason Schwartzman, that Louis, Louis the Sixteenth, because I think she tries to like talk to him about something mm-hmm. oh, that he was interested in making keys or like locksmithing. Mm-hmm. She was just trying to make like small talk, and he was just like, "Yeah." Uh, he no, because she was like, "Oh, do you like doing that?" And he was like, "Obviously." And I was like, "This is why she cheated." Mm. I would have cheated immediately. <laughs> I don't blame her. <laughs> like, what the fuck? She what really the- tried, though. She tried at every every moment. She tried. She tried. She tried to make the best of it. She tried. Well, so like this movie's kind of broken up to like four. Like, I guess you could think of it. Think of it in four parts. So, um, even though like the first, really like the like two thirds of this movie feel like. It's most of the movie. Or not. Two-thirds of this movie feel like it's, like, like all a movie. And then, like, the last third feels very, very small in comparison. The last third of this movie is, like, maybe, like, half an hour or something. Like, I feel... I mean... I mean, that makes sense because it's, it's a two-hour movie. Like, I'm trying... What I'm trying to say is, like, the... When she first gets to Versailles until about where shit just goes left, 
um, politically and financially and all that, it feels very, very, very long. And then the last little bit is very short. Um, but like her husband won't pay attention to her. He, I don't, they don't even really give a reason why he don't like, he doesn't seem like he doesn't like her. Not like he doesn't like her, but he's kind of like, okay, good night. Like he was like, Oh, I got, ooh, it's eight 30. Oh, Time for bed. Yeah. Good night. Like she tries to do the foot move. And all that <laughs> shit. Like, you need some socks? Like, yeah, he's like, oh, those are your feet? Uh, uh. And I'm like, oh my god, child, what's wrong with you? And so, like, everybody's getting on her nerves. Somebody call her Baron. Yeah. And, I like, like I hear you. everybody's, like, she gets, the pressure is on. She get letters from her mom, like, bruh, your sister just got married your brother is married, you know, he just laid eyes on this girl. They get they, they married now. Like, they're engaged. So, where my grandchild at? What's going on? And I think, too, like, it would look really bad if she didn't get pregnant before her other sister, which is weird because I think Marie was the youngest. So, like, I don't know. I guess because she... Did she get married before her other sister? I yes. I remember. She so, was, yeah. like, I, she was the first one to get married of the sister, from what I gather, she was the first one to get married outside of like the older brothers, you know, the established ones. Yeah, in the movie, yeah, I think like, I think in like real life, she'd been marrying him off a lot because she had a lot of siblings. Like, so her mom was just like, okay, pop one back out. Like, let's get these, like, let's get this shit going. And, um, and yeah, it would just looked really bad on her that she had been at this thing. Never mind the fact that she's like fucking like 14 or whatever. But like um, that she had been there forever long and hadn't had a baby, um, which I don't remember. I don't even know like how long it took her to have a baby. I guess like it was well after like four or five years. I want to say I'm looking at this timeline right now and it says that she... In 1770, this is in the movie, that she got married, and then 1778 was when she had a baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they didn't have sex for, like, years. Because it wasn't even like they were trying to, like, like they, it, they were having sex and it wasn't happening, and then they could, like, they were going to blame her anyway, but, like, it was all him, because for some reason he was just not having it. No, he was like, eh, girl... Um, gotta wake up. Gotta go I, on that hunt, bro. I just want to out my action figures, and I want to just go hunting, and I just want to like play with my locks and my keys. Oh, I'm Audi. I'm Audi, and I will see you when I get back. <laughs> I was like, which what the fuck? Which is understandable, given his age. Yeah. Yes. Because I'm like, I want to go and hang out and shit. I don't want to go and have children. Like, that sounds horrible. Yeah, like, if you you want to hang out and be, like, a teenager. But at the same time. I mean, teenager is a very new concept, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, you pretty much went from, like, childhood to, like, adulthood. Way sooner than you do now. Now people are, are fucking children. Or not children, I guess, adolescents for a long-ass time. 
which I don't think yeah. people really like remember that. Like teenagers are just like a the concept of a teenager is actually like a like a 20th century thing. That's very It weird. didn't really get popular until like the 50s. Yeah. Really I think like when you have like Frank Sinatra and like the Bobby Soxers and all that, that's when they started thinking like, "Oh shit." Hey, yo, those youths have money. Like, <laughs> they be buying stuff. They be hype over this one kid. Like, let's let's try to market to them. And and it's been, it got worse over time. Like, I think, like, especially, like, in the 50s and 60s. And, of course, like, now with people working. I'm not working, but, like, I guess just having more disposable income overall. Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah, so, I mean, but, I mean, at the same time, like, who the fuck wants to sit there and just have kids? Like, <laughs> like I'm just not interested. <sighs> Which I don't remember, like, I know they looked at him, they, they had him examined, too, and were, like, uh, asking him all these questions. He's, like, like, the doctor's, like, he's fine. <laughs> Physically. Like, bruh. How my, like... Oh my goodness. I can't believe people were that invested. I I mean, hey. They were. Because it's the future of the fucking kingdom. I guess at the same time, people are invested in like the British monarchy, which, girl. Well, that's just weird now. I mean, get a like, grip. That's, but this is, if you're like a part of the aristocracy, that's one thing. But like, if you're like. I mean, people have their hobbies. I just talked to y'all about a fucking building that was built like <laughs> 300 years ago or whatever. <laughs> so, like, we all have our interests. But, yeah, it's like one thing about... Now, I mean, if you got the people who are, like, doing a whole lot, like, in a in a weird way. As far and you as know they... Like, Goddamn, Meghan Markle and shit. They exist for sure. That's Be, strange. You know they exist. You yeah, know, know You know they're out there. No, they've been talking shit about her forever. They got mad when she got married. They got mad when they got engaged. Apparently, motherfuckers are calling her like the half breed. You know how long it took me to realize? I was like, oh, this is a black woman. That's why they're getting so mad. They I was super like, mad I saw that. a picture and I was like, okay, congratulations. Like, yeah. that's, that's great. And then, like, oh shit. Okay, okay. She's all right. I see what's happening here. And so. Yeah, they got mm-hmm. mad at her when they when she wouldn't show up to some or when she showed up to some shit and they got mad at when they left. They're not even like royals anymore. It's it's all yep. so dumb. But like at yeah. the same time, like in this situation, like that that whole atmosphere was like built like that by design for them to just be in each other's business all the time, to be snitching on each other and to be like trying to jockey and be like, oh well. Like me curry favor with the king who don't even care. I mean, he's with his his lady lover, which I was I didn't realize that was what's her name Asia Argento. Did you know that? Mm. That's what I was. Yeah, I was looking at the credits. And like I saw her name, but I didn't know that's who that was. Oh, you just didn't put two and two together. Mm-mm. Yeah, mm. yeah, that was Asia. Which isn't that the one who has beef with like Rose McGowan or somebody? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, just a mess. <laughs> She's the what, Madame Duberry? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, we all know her dad, Dario Argento. Yeah. AKA Suspiria. 
Mm-hmm. Um, great colors. So, yeah, she is the king's mistress. Um, it's a very big scandal. She wears a lot of red, which I think is supposed to be because she's like a sex worker. Mm-hmm. At least because she, I think she came from like a brothel. Mm-hmm. I remember them saying. I don't even know if that's like hearsay or what. Because, you know, they'd be talking. When they were sitting at the table, remember that? <laughs> and everybody was being so damn loud. Her husband won't look at her. They talk about her. They talk about Madame DeBerry. Madame DeBerry's over there um, licking on Rip Torn and then like burping and shit. It's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? They all hated her. And some people were like, oh, Marie Antoinette's so pretty. And then some people were like, oh, she's so, she's an Austrian spy. And they were just saying a whole bunch of wild shit all the time. It didn't make any fucking sense. So, um, and they can all hear you. Like, can nobody hear? <laughs> Do y'all not have inside voices? Again, I must ask. Mm, mm, mm. Um, but yeah, over time, like her husband doesn't pay attention to her. So she's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to start spending money and enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. And that's when you start seeing... Like all the shoes, including a pair of blue Converse's, I love which those Converse. I personally loved. Yeah, even though they were dirty as hell, it gave them character. I mean, yeah, I'm sure some people. I think that was like a criticism that people have is like, why would you have stuff that's not even real? And I was like, does no one get that this is not like a historical drama? <laughs> like this is this is just taking some of the hist- like the history and and putting it into like a different lens. But they weren't having that shit. Yeah, so the scene, I think this is when all the color comes in. When, like, all the cakes, all the strawberries, all yes. the shoes. So many pairs. Some of them shoes were ugly. Them striped blue and sh- white shoes, I was very disappointed in. They were, like, prime church lady shoes to me. Oh, they remind me of, like, why well, I think of, like, St. John's Bay. I hate stripes. I hate thin stripes. On anything. I I love stripes. I just I can't deal. I don't like I like big stripes, like like wider, but like not like that. And not on shoes, not on footwear. Although her friend had the right idea when she said she thought they'd be better in pink. Yeah. I was like, you know what, I feel that. I just like dressing like Beetlejuice sometimes. So I don't mind a vertical stripe. But I don't know. Something about these were not right. Something about these were just not okay. And so, and I really wish I could. I, they never showed the person who was wearing like the bright lilac shoes. They look like men's shoes because of how they were like, how the front of them were. Like they weren't super like delicate and like with like extra shit on the front. But I don't. They never showed the person who was wearing them. And I was like, why wouldn't you? <laughs> why wouldn't you let me know? And I don't really know, like, who... I know the, the costume designer, but I don't remember, um, like... I don't know if they sewed these. So the costume designer is Melina Cannonero, um, who was, like, an Italian costume designer. She's done a lot of stuff. Her first, like, film was, like, A Clockwork Orange, which is, like, a, a pretty um, influential 
costume design as far as like people still dress like that for Halloween and stuff like that. And you see that kind of referenced in a lot of different areas. Um, but she's also done stuff like, of course, Marie Antoinette, but then she's also done, um, she has done, oh, the Grand Budapest Hotel. I think she's also, she did the Sisters Brothers, which is a movie I watched last year that I was excited about, but I was kind of disappointed by, I think she's worked a lot with like Wes um, Anderson from what I can see, but some of these other movies I'm not too familiar with. Apparently she's been nominated, um nine times and she has won four oscars for costume design good for her i mean she deserve it at this point i'd be like girl and she won for this one Mm -hmm. um which i'd be like you know what just mail me my award (laughs) i'm sure like after a while it's like this is boring I think she's in like her seventies too. Eventually, you just be like, don't, don't, just send me my shit, please. <laughs> All this shit is boring. Um. So yeah, she. Um. I don't really have a lot of backstory, at least on like, like, the sewing and all that, because there's a lot of costumes. I don't think you see Marie Antoinette in the same outfit, um. Twice until, once you get to like later in the movie. Um, like in third act, but, um, yeah, it's a lot. She also meets, um, Rose Byrne and I cannot remember her character's name. Uh, oh, the Duchess, uh, of Polniac, who was like, I don't even think she really, like, that's the thing. Cause sometimes I would see these people. I'm like, what do you do? Like, what is your, what is the point of you? Like, what do you do? But then, like, their whole thing is just to be, like, a member of the aristocracy. And, um, and all she did, she was, like, kind of like a wild party girl. Mm, she came in loud talking in the theater, basically. Girl, she was like, oh, my God. Like, you know, the girls, hey, how are you guys? Oh, my God. So, look, I'm with this Russian man right now. <laughs> Put your whole business out there for the whole theater to hear. But Marie Antoinette is like, She's amused by her, and uh, she basically invites her to be, like, a part of, like, I guess her lady-in-waiting, and so they're basically, like, inseparable um, from that point on, and they're, like, eating all this, like, super sugary stuff, and, and like, they got, like, these little, like, cakes, and, and, um, and even Marie Antoinette starts looking like a cake. Basically, with all the shit that she gets put on, she has more makeup on, um, like all this rouge and stuff. And, and girl, the dog was eating the fucking cakes and shit too. <laughs> like, everybody was having a great time. Marie Antoinette starts gambling, which I actually like those kinds of, those shots. The chips and the dice, and it was, like, gorgeous. At first, I thought the the chips were, like, pieces of ham. I was like, are we doing charcuterie? I didn't realize they were, plastic. (laughs) I thought it was, like, more, like, desserts at first. Because that's what it looked like. Because it's very shiny, and everything else is very shiny. So I was sitting there, I was like, okay. But then I saw them stacking them, and I was like, is this, like, 
are we getting like a cheese and, and meat plate? Like, is this the, like, what is this? Is this the ham? Like, <laughs> what part of, <laughs> what part of the meal is this? And I was like, oh shit, this is, this is, they're gambling. <laughs> So, I mean, what else is she going to do? There's nothing to do. No, she, her husband won't really spend time with her. She's tired of trying to make conversations, so she about to roll some dice. (laughs) Playing craps. (laughs) Shit, why not? Why not? Just, like, start playing dominoes. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know why every time i i watch like a historical like um like period movie or show or whatever everybody's always like gambling i feel like that's the only thing they were allowed to do mm. and drink a lot also do drugs yeah um they was doing a little a little coke yeah how long is then i was like they had cocaine that's the thing. and then i was I mean, you have like snuff boxes and things. Let me like, look, Google cocaine. <laughs> Let me Google the history of cocaine. I I just literally Googled snuff box. <laughs> and I didn't get anything that I wanted. <laughs> history. Store snuff tobacco that is snorted or inhaled. Oh. Oh, it was a powdered form of tobacco. It was popular in the 1700s and 1800s for stimulating nicotine boost and was also believed to help relieve common colds and stop snoring so everybody was just i don't know when people started cutting you know coke and shit but like (laughs) but yeah you always see people kind of do stuff like this and smoking pipes or whatever which i think is like smoking was kind of not seen as like a ladylike thing back then as opposed to like way later when people would do it and look glamorous and stuff um they also go to this really fun masquerade party mm-hmm. i love the outfits in there i don't know if you ever really see like black in a lot of these things and that was kind of different from what we're used to like seeing her wear yeah, because she'd been wearing, like, I remember she was wearing, like, this pink outfit with, like, all these feathers and, like, um, like, like, she looked like cake. Like, that was the whole thing. She, like, she was supposed to be eye candy. Like, you were just supposed to see her. But in this little, um, masquerade thing, she's very, like, secret seductress or whatever. Flirting with But men. her mask was a ribbon. I like the ribbon. A sheer like, ribbon. I was very confused because I was like, now how does she see through that? But I guess they had cut holes in it. Perfectly uh-huh. placed holes. And it was like a masquerade ball. So it was like everybody else is concealed a little bit. Barely. But Barely. Her, it, it was just a, like a sheer ribbon across her eyes and the eye holes. So everybody was like, ain't that her? <laughs> Right, like you didn't, you weren't really doing a good job because I don't think she was even supposed to go. Like she had suggested it, and then no, um, the Duchess had suggested it, and she's like, no, we're not supposed to go to Paris unless some, some, some. And she's like, oh, well, it's a masquerade ball, so we can go. Which I was surprised they invited fucking Louis, but I guess if they had left without him, that would have been seen as very frowned upon. 
Um, mm-hmm. So they brought his boring ass along. <laughs> and this totally reminded me of, um, of like um, Gerard Way's makeup from um, My Chemical Romance when he would do like the strip of black across his eyes. Mm-hmm. I remember watching that as a young, impressionable youth. I had to be all of like 16, 17. And I was like, oh my God, I want to do that. Because he had, he just just taped it across, like he just put masking tape, a true art student, just put masking tape over like his eyebrows and like underneath his eyes and like uh, over his nose and like just painted that shit on and then like peeled it off for like a nice crisp line. And I was like, this is so cool. I love it. And that's what this reminded me of. Um, And then also at this party, she meets this guy named What's his name? Furson? His name is uh-huh. His first name is Axel. <laughs> Cause he's Swedish. Girl, and really I Axel? lived for that name. Did he did, were people really named Axel? I mean His name was sure. Hans Axel von Furson. Known as Axel de Furson in France. Yes. Girl. Yes. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes. So you just want to name your children. This is just giving you fuel for the fire. Mm-hmm. What's your child? Was it Axel Seven Deferson or whatever? The <laughs> what did you tell me it was? <laughs> I fucking forgot. It was Mess. some bullshit though. No, yeah, no. You remember? You just don't want to be no, because you came out with that Baja Blast pretty damn fast, girl. <laughs> a Baja Blast, yeah. My adult yeah. son, me, my yeah. daughter, Baja Blast, and my adult sons, Axel, and something else. <laughs> me I and Dad were like, we gonna call CPS <laughs> 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 on you because <laughs> you gonna do them children dirty like that. Uh, and so I like the way he's dressed. I didn't realize he was supposed to kind of look like Adam Ant because I was really distracted because this is Christian Grey. Mm, I see everybody be calling him Christian Grey, but I know him as the dude that be murdering ladies oh, from the, that one the, show. Is it called The Fall? The one with um, yes, like The Fall. Anderson? Yes, he be murdering ladies. He I straight up murdered really them. That show. Exactly. That's why I could not get into the Fifty Shades movies outside of them also being bad. But I was like, I watched The Fall and the MO for The Fall is that he murders women who look like the girl from Fifty Shades. And I was like, well, that's weird. That's I don't want to watch this. It's very odd. I've heard it's that like, I don't like it. supposed to be really good in that movie, and but also not in that movie, in that show. But, like, Christian yes. Grey is also supposed to have real peak serial killer vibes, but he was terrible in Fifty Shades of Grey. I watched part of Yes, and they also hate each other. That's, I mean, I feel like any, any, like, you know, some people get blamed for being horrible actors and actresses, but then at the same time, like, the behind the scenes, like, once you find out the real behind the scenes, you're like, damn. Although, back in the day, Actors and actresses hate each other quite. <laughs> quite like really. um, Bruce Willis and um, Sybil Shepherd did not get along. In which movie? The, but they worked pretty well on Moonlighting. 
But I, mean, I don't. I think they had I was, beef. I was thinking of um of of I Love Lucy. Um, the lady who played Ethel. Oh, Vivian Vance. Vivian Vance, and I forget who played her husband. Mm. The Mertzes. Oh, Fred. Fred Mertz. They fucking hated each other in real life, from what I remember. And they kind of played mm. it like that, where like they're kind of like the grouchy couple or whatever, but that they still loved each other, but like I think they generally hate each other. <laughs> so... I mean, but you usually get those kind of things like in a nice little expose, like years after everybody dies or whatever. But now we just know everything up front. Mm-hmm. So you already know that Jamie Jordan and his and and was Dakota Johnson. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think Dakota is pretty okay. I liked. I liked her, her and, and stuff. Classy and, um, and bad ties at El Royale. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? She's not that bad. I was like, damn, you see what enjoying being on set will do for you? <laughs> I mean, no, like, you like your job? I mean, yeah, like, I mean, think of how many people hate their fucking jobs. Like, just because you're getting paid a lot of money, you're enjoying yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not, sometimes it's not enough. Sometimes you're just like, I, I would really like to like my coworkers when I have to pretend like I'm having really intense BDSM <laughs> relationships with. Like, it would help Ooh. to like them just a little bit, right? Yeah, that chemistry, chemistry with is that kind of material, it's important. Imperative. You just can't be fall- fake. Fall- I mean, people fake fall in love with each other on screen all the time. But like, you know, if you want to make it believable, and sometimes you just hate each other, it just comes to like. If I was an actress, I'd be like terrible because if I don't like you, you can quite, you can see it quite easily on my face. So mm. I felt her on that one. I felt her. Um, Jamie Jordan is not in this movie that long, though. I remember him being in this movie way longer. Like, I remember them having an affair way longer. And I think in real life, they did. mm Mm-hmm. But, like, in this movie, it was like, oh, we met at a party once. And then years later, he shows up after the war or whatever. He just pops in, pops that thing, Pops out. I cannot believe you. And you be talking about me. What? <laughs> Pops that thing. <laughs> you, need just... you need to get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> I can't believe that shit. Um, I think, I wonder, well, no, she was still a party girl. I was thinking, like, when the transition changed, I think it's when she became a mother. Yes. She changed um, because King Louis ends up dying of smallpox. Um, and they are like crowned king. And girl, as soon as he dies, like long live King Louis the 16th. And I was like, God damn, he ain't even cold yet. But, you know, it'd be happening when like regime changes. You got to prove your loyalty early. So um, and King Louis knew that they weren't ready for that shit because he was like, God bless us. God help us. We're too young to reign. And I was like, y'all sure are <laughs> too goddamn young to reign. Um, and I don't even know if it was like youth, because there's been plenty of young monarchs. I mean, like, mm-hmm. his great grandfather was a young monarch, but um, if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, then you definitely shouldn't be in charge. In the of game. 
yeah, young or old. So, um, and they still don't have a baby. Like, <laughs> Marie ends up just gambling. She had a bomb-ass 18th birthday party. Mm-hmm. That was a fun-looking party. Like, and but she seems like she's get like growing to like her husband more, even though she's also just like really drunk. And um, but again, she tries to get him to enjoy it with her, and he's like, "No." Well, they joke about it too. Like, we'll come back and we'll try again. And like, eventually, like her mama sends her brother, who's like the Holy Roman Emperor, to visit her. Which I was like, "Not you sending like." Basically, I guess the political version of the, well, the Pope and the Pope is kind of like his own politician, but like he's endorsed by the Catholic Church. (laughs) Like he's the full strength of the Catholic Church behind him. And uh, he's trying to consult you, (laughs) your husband. Oh, oh, why you don't have any damn kids? It's been forever. Y'all are in like like, 20s by now. He's like, y'all, you good? You good? You good? You good? She's like, I'm just enjoying myself. I got my big hair. I got my jasmine tea from China. Like, I'm I'm Gucci. <laughs> like, um, and finally he was like, let me just go down and um let me have a discussion and figure out what's going on and he has to give him like a euphemism basically of like you know how you like keys and locks it's sort of the same thing but (laughs) so what we gonna need for this key and this lock girl is a mini key a mini lock you know you know we need we need we need more keys and locks, you know. We need multiples. You get it? You get it? You know. You need a little baby. We just need heirs, okay? We just need we need kids. Y'all, y'all not, y'all not. Like so y'all much roles. of this movie is just like, please God, please have a child. Just have a child. We're begging you, for the love of God, <laughs> please put a baby in our. And he does. Yes, he does the key in the lock and they have a baby. I also want to talk about this guy. Remember before her, her brother showed up, there was a black guy teaching her uh, the like the harpsichord or whatever. I'm trying to find out more about him. Apparently his name is Charles Joseph uh, de Saint George. He was like a director of the opera and a music teacher for Queen Antoinette. Or Queen Marie hmm. um, He was a, a prolific composer, dubbed the Black Mozart, and a skilled swordsman. I'm trying to figure out something else about him because I think he fought like in, during the Revolution. Hmm. Yeah. Apparently, he was like he's known as like the first known classical composer of African ancestry. Oh. So he actually did a whole lot. Um, because I remember there was like some black people in the court. And I want to know more about them because there's also some, like, I felt so bad for them babies who had to be, like, I don't know what you would call them, like, the little, like, page boys or whatever. Because Madame DeBerry yelled at the one kid for stepping on her dress. 
I was like, oh, yeah, I can do that. And, like, I remember watching Versailles and there was, like, I guess there was, like, uh, strong evidence that his wife cheated on him with, like, like a, like a black, um, like, little person. And I was like, what on earth is happening on this goddamn show? And then I Googled it and I was like, you are lying. What was happening up in this castle? <laughs> Okay, y'all know me. I love to clarify things. Um, and I use the word cheated. I would, in this case, and in the context of this episode of Versailles, which is the very first episode, I would actually maybe say um, assaulted and or raped um, because this this little person, this black little person on the show, he's really more of like the queen's court jester um it's very much like a a master servant relationship of there's clear power dynamics here and so um just the whole thing I mean it's kind of icky I'm not gonna lie it's icky I like the show but like that whole thing was kind of like whoa um but then historically uh there were rumors that um Marie the queen of France gave birth to a black baby who um uh, grew up to be a woman named Louise Marie Therese, aka the Black Nun of Marais. That's not confirmed. It's kind of almost like a rumor, and there's a lot of hearsay back and forth. Um, but then also there was another rumor that Marie, again, this is King Louis the Fourteenth's wife, not Marie Antoinette. This Marie uh, had a, like a legit like consensual affair with a African prince and. Uh, I don't think that resulted in a baby, but you know, I mean, a lot of the stuff has probably been written out of history, but if you watch the show again, just giving y'all a warning, it's a little icky. Um, so yeah, just be mindful of that. Too much was going on. That was like one of the more fucked up storylines. I was like, no, nah, this is, this is a lot. Um, yeah, his wig was laid. I wish we had saw more of him. That was the only bit mm. we saw. I know people be mm. making fun of Sophia because they were like, "You want me putting Negroes in your in your movies?" They just be in the one. back. She's another one. I'm like, oh, should she be the one to be um, the steward? No, I'm good. <laughs> I am all right. No, no, thank you. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's enough. I feel like it's going to be a new wave of filmmakers that can take all of the depressed feelings of black women, women of color, and translate that to film. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be like, you know, um, Went to exhale. It could be that that like, you know that the same kind of feeling. Yeah. So, it's it's fine. You don't need that from the filmmakers you're looking for. And I and I know people have issues with like, if you don't like it, you can make it yourself. But I mean, that's not that easy. It's not easy, but you're also. 
there are up and coming filmmakers that are making films that we're ignoring that if we just give them attention, um, they can do it. Like if we just give them a little light, they could do it too. Yeah, because give them that platform. I mean, I've only seen like this movie and like what's the one that everybody likes? Um, (laughs) Virgin Suicides. Oh yeah, the Virgin Suicides, but also the one with Scarlet. Lost in Translation. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't. You've seen the Bling Ring, haven't you? I have seen the Bling Ring, but I didn't think that was that good. Oh wait, you know what? I actually seen way more movies of hers than I thought because I forgot I saw the Beguiled. Oh no! You know what? Colin Firth is very good looking, and I like um um what is her name? I cannot remember. What just lost my brain? Mm-mm. Oh, Nicole Kidman. Why am I having like a fucking brain fart? Excuse me. Um, I do like Nicole Kidman, but uh, yeah, that movie was. I don't know. It was that little weird thing they had that picture where they were like doing kind of trying to emulate Beyonce in, um, in Sorry, and I was like, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> Mm. that was just like them fucking around that was like Elle Fanning and them that wasn't even part of the movie but I was like I don't I don't like this <laughs> I don't like this at all um so yeah um I don't know people really like her though yeah I mean I really enjoyed The Virgin Suicides when I was younger the first time I watched it, I was like, ooh, God. hell yeah. That movie kind of fucked me up. Um, I was like, ooh, this is this is my shit. <laughs> like, these are the movies that I enjoy. Um, because that's me watching IFC at that age. Like, that's, that's my shit. Um, but, I mean, she has her place. That... That's all I'm gonna say. I mean, she, she has her place. Make, she doesn't make bad movies. She just really makes movies for a certain type of person. Um, yeah, she makes her movies. Yeah, she makes white girl art movies. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder if you know what? Let me not drag Miss Lizzie Grant to this. Uh, I've had her heard enough about her this week. Um, so yeah, I mean, they finally have a baby. It's a girl. Yeah, everybody and was everybody like, was like, mm. I mean, that's not what we wanted, but like, thank you for playing. <laughs> but they this, kinda... this is like a good like segue into like the next part of the thing. Cause she's, I love the part where she like falls back on the grass and her weird like cherry dress or whatever. Cause she's finally <laughs> pregnant. And um, then she um, transitions into like motherhood and Louis gives her this like, her own little mini chateau called the Petit Trianon, which is very pretty. I went over there when I was um, at Versailles, and um, it's like a mini version, basically, of Versailles. But it's like um, apparently there's like like gardens and and all kinds of stuff over there, and and she could just kind of be herself, and she didn't have to do all the like the 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 wigs and the hair and the and the ranking and and all that garbage like she could just do what she wanted with her kids 
She didn't even, like, it's in Versailles. Like, it's not that far away, but, like, I guess it felt like it was. Because at one point, he's like, come home. And so we can bo- so we can um, greet the soldiers or whatever. And I was like, God damn, did she? And the first time I watched this, I was like, girl, where is she? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it's a very beautiful place. I'm trying to remember because there's two other buildings there. It's not just this. It's like um, there's the Petit Trianon and then there's another one. Um, but I'm looking at the pictures right now and I'm pre- pretty sure this is where I was because um, by this time it was raining like fucking hell and I was like never mind I gotta go and it was also closing <laughs> and so um, there's like another part with like barns or something I think she's got another one with like a lake and all this stuff it's really pretty um, so she's basically like she's having her cottagecore moment I was really jealous yeah, it was really pretty and just soft and just like chill. Yeah, all the clothes are like very like neutral now. She's wearing white. She's not wearing a corset apparently. Um, she's just hanging out with the baby. They're pouring milk. They're picking eggs. She's like one with nature. She's reading to her friends. Um. I remember the Dutch is kind of looking bored. Like, okay, like, when are we going to do drugs? <laughs> like, like, when we going to pop back? Like, when we going to get back to it? Yeah, like, let's get back to partying. There's men to see. There are dresses to wear. There are cakes to try. But she's having a good time. It's the first time she feels like, like, chill. Mm-hmm. Where um, she doesn't have to be on display for anybody. And one thing I liked when she had her daughter, like she was relieved to have had a daughter and not a son because she was like, well, now I can have this child for myself. Yeah, I think. And they, not for everyone else. I think they sent the kids away too. I remember that in Versailles. I don't know if that's like real life. I feel like it was that like they would take the 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 sons away to be like educated. But I also can't remember if that happened with the girls too. I don't know how. I don't know if that was still like a thing. But I thought that was really um, interesting because like even if you have this kid, like it's still not yours. Like they they're going to take your kid. Mm-hmm. So it's just never, it's never yours. It's not, nothing in this whole situation is yours. Um, and then I think, oh, she dyes her hair pink too. I was looking up how like that was like a thing. Cause somebody said that was like historically accurate, but I couldn't figure out where. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's cute. Okay, girl. Okay. Okay. Miss Gwen Stefani. She's having her. <laughs> She is having her Gwen Stefani moment. She's having her, um, what was that? Soft soft grunge. Remember that shit? Or pastel goth or whatever the fuck. Tumblr. Tumblr is the basis for a lot of bullshit. <laughs> but that was such a thing. That would make me, that, that was what came to mind. I don't know how they did it though because when she was wearing her Wigs and stuff, she was, like, powdering them. That was, like, the thing. Like, you had to keep it really, really white. 
um, and up and done up and stuff like that. But now she's, you know, she's letting her hair down and stuff. Apparently, this was also like during like maybe I think it's like during like the Enlightenment period. So like everything became a lot like simpler and like less done up. Um, I feel like they eventually would go back to being super done up and crazy, but. Um, yeah, and she got a little flower crown and shit. It's a nice depiction of motherhood. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, the worst thing would be, like, I did all this and I don't want to even be a mother. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> At one point, she, oh, she meets that guy. She meets Axel. It just makes me think of trucks. <laughs> like, you know how you're, like, you can't have a certain amount of axles in like the toll lane or whatever. Like that's what it reminds me of. It thinks because you think of like a Peterbilt truck, <laughs> like an eighteen wheeler. Oh my! <laughs> uh, um, and I really like this whole thing too with like her and him because she's got these like like knee high socks on and this giant fan that somehow covers her entire body. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is very nice. That could not be me. But like, this is very nice. Did I already mention he was supposed to be like Adam Ant? Mm-hmm. I, I think this is also, I mean, they use Adam Ant's music, which we haven't really talked about the music in this movie. It's great. It's like a mix of like indie, like, like Susie Sue and the Banshees with like the Strokes and Adam Ant and then some like orchestral music um and like Aphex Twin <laughs> so it's a lot it's like the perfect like indie white girl album <laughs> like, I was like no wonder y'all like Sophia so much yeah I mean it's a good soundtrack but it's also like it's so marketed to like one specific person <laughs> like, <laughs> like the cool indie girl I'm like all right um yeah, so while all this is happening, shit is going left out in the real world. Um, at one point, King Louis starts wearing that white wig and starts wearing his na- like his natural brown hair. Mm-hmm. But it still looked like a wig, so I was very confused <laughs> if it was a wig or not. Um, I guess the wig was like for special occasions, like the, the, the gray wig. I wonder if it's supposed to make him look older. In the special occasions. Because in all these pictures, he's... I don't know, in all these pictures, he's got, like, light hair. But Jason Schwartzman is a brunette. A petite brunette. Petite king. He's a petite king. He's, like, 5'7". Mm-hmm. Why I know that, off the top of my head, you don't have to worry about that. But it, that's... Not my favorite Coppola. But... Not my favorite Coppola. It is Robert. You know it's what? Robert. Come on now. Taste. It is Robert. Robert it's is. Robert. Robert. Come on. Michael Mouskiewicz forever, bitch. Yes, is Robert. You know. But anyways, back to the real real. Um, so what's happening? Oh, so King Louis and his like crew of like advisors who are giving him bad advice, um, they're telling him, like, yeah, you should totally send money to the Americans. They're fighting the British and King Louis like that don't look really good because they're fighting their sovereign but like now we need to make a show to Britain 
that we're not taking their bullshit and they send money, but then it becomes like too expensive. And this just kickstart a whole bunch of shit. I mean, I'm shit was brewing already, but like child between the money they spend fighting, like helping fight the revolutionary war. And then also Marie Antoinette be spending money. Although she hadn't really done that in a long time, I guess. Like, according to this movie, she had, like, toned down her her whole thing. Her whole, like, attitude or whatever. Um, but the propaganda machine was too strong by then. And they were, like, making up dirty cartoons about her and saying she was, like, uh, the Duchess's, like, lesbian lover and... Apparently, they had drawn her, like, in an orgy with people. I don't even know. Like, I think now that's, like, what, like, slander or libel or something? Mm-hmm. By the time, they were just doing all kinds of shit. <laughs> like, I was like, God damn. Um, but they, I mean, Marie doesn't, like, acknowledge it because she's like, oh, I don't want to, like, I guess she doesn't want to give any like, fuel to the fire. But also, it doesn't look good that they're all the way out here removed from like the chaos and shit of Paris living very comfortably hunting and feeding ducks. And then like, everybody's like starving to death. Also, they raised the taxes for this shit. And then like in this part too, this is like when we get to like the final part, which is like the grieving stage. She had a lot of like loss at the end of this. I was also really annoyed how um, she like, Sophia squeezed like so much into this because she squeezed the affair um, and like Marie Antoinette's mother dying and then like her having another child and then like the baby dying. Actually, she had four children, but I think one, like her daughter died like at like a year old or something. All of them. No, in the thing, like in the in the movie, at least. Okay. Because in the paintings, you, you know, you like, I like this part mm-hmm. with the transition with the painting because they have her where she's with like her three children. No, I think it's like her two children and they changed out for like the three. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why they didn't mention that fourth one. And then like they changed it back to like another, like they, like the crib is empty. They changed it back to like two kids and like an empty crib and like Marie Antoinette. And I was like, oh, that's kind of fucked up. But it's like a good, um, it's a good like uh, change of time device. Like it's a good way to show like this. I mean, because this would have gone on for another hour, I guess. Um, And she's basically been wearing black for like the last part of this movie. And also her hair changes again. Yeah, it's less done up. Than it was previously. I feel like it was like half done where it was like kind of like an attempt was made because it's curly and she's got like the little weird like curl at the bottom of her neck. Um, But it's not like done up. Like we're not going back to like the big ass wigs of like her youth or whatever. Mm hmm. Um, Oh, you know what we skipped? We skipped Tom Hardy. In his beautiful wig. I realized that I didn't recognize Tom Hardy because I don't really know what Tom Hardy looks like. Oh my god. <laughs> He's I think Tom Hardy's a really good looking man. Um 
he also has a great nose, I realized, in this movie. Uh, also, great lips. Everybody knows of him for his lips, really. I guess. Um. Wow, Brittany. You know what? Everybody, everybody got their thing. So, <laughs> who am me to judge? I'm about to say, Ash- who am me Ash- to judge? <laughs> Ashley, no. Yeah, I do. Who am me to judge? Who am Ashley, me? know that. Uh, yeah, he looks good in a wig. <laughs> he looks real good in um, his little, like, you know, 1700s attire. Um, I didn't realize he had a speaking role. Where he was like, oh, she's looking kind of um, too comfortable with um, Axl Rose. <clears throat> Not Axl Rose. <laughs> I also want to call him Fergus. I'm not getting, Ferson is kind of a hard, I don't know why that's hard for me. <laughs> why did they get, you know what I really wanted? I really wanted them to switch out Tom Hardy and Jamie Dornan. Like I wanted to see way less of Jamie Dornan and like way more of Tom Hardy, but then also like it still would have been enough. Also, like they didn't get, you know, this is re- this is like low hanging fruit, but they could have just got like Alexander Skarsgård. <laughs> oh, that would have been something. That yeah. would have been accurate. It would have been, that very been too accurate. Yeah, that would have been, been too, too powerful. Bitch, we would have gotten a whole other different movie. Shoot. <laughs> but I mean, like, I mean, this movie isn't about accuracy, clearly. So. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you cannot do Alexander Skarsgård in a movie with, like, Rip Torn. You, well, you could, but that what movie would be, like, Zoolander. But, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Ben Stiller universe. <laughs> No, that's the that's the separation right there. You know what? They could have had his older brother or younger brother, the one from Westworld. Uh, which one was in Westworld? Uh, his name is like Gustav or something or whatever. So it's too many of them. There's like a lot of them. So um, so remember in the second season where they had the guy who was searching like he was leading the team that was like basically trying to put down all the robots or whatever okay well okay and we're right so he wasn't on there very long like i love how they had to point this little arrow at him (laughs) let's send you this but like he was on there but he's also tall and swedish like i mean it doesn't have to be like that you don't have to cast everybody just because they're, like, I mean, it is acting. Like, it doesn't really fucking matter. But, like, at the same time, like, I mean, it would have been interesting. I just don't really see it for da- Jamie Dornan and, I don't know, I probably never will. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I just wanted somebody who was super young. How old is Kirsten does? She was 24 when this movie was made. Oh, they're not that far apart in age. Like, two years you apart. know. So, God, Kirsten does has been, like, I feel like I've been watching her, like, most of my life. You have. That's, like, wild to me. Mm-hmm. Because she... 
I mean, she was out here. Yeah, she been act. She has literally been acting since Pampers. That's so insane to me. I'm glad she didn't have like a a chaotic fucking life like some other people. Yeah. Although she did have, apparently, she did have some issues with her mama for making her do acting as a child. Child actors sacrifice a lot. Yeah. Like a childhood. You know, social interactions, all kinds of shit. Um, Yeah, so this is the part of the movie where, like, the party's motherfucking over. (laughs) Party being kind of over, but, like, they're like, we gotta start moving y'all out of here. Um, And they, like, send, like, the Duchess away. They send her advisor away which i was realizing like i was like damn like he's been there this entire time because you know some people like like you never see the aunts again after a certain time which i was like okay did they die or whatever but like (laughs) um he was kind of like a constant um there even though like you could tell he was getting tired of her sometimes or at least frustrated with her um a lot and then um I mean, the mob came. The mob came for their asses. Which I always find it very interesting that it's like a... It was like a mob of mostly women. They're like, we need bread. Stop fucking around. We need bread. Now. (laughs) Give us the goddamn Mm -hmm. bread. Where is the flour? You... We are starving. Literally in these streets. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, man... Uh, that mob came for their asses, which they were like, well, we're gonna, they, the thing is too, is that they waited too late to show like good faith. Like they weren't going to run away. So, um, and they should have, uh, <laughs> and so and I think they did try to, but it was like too late. Like it was way too late. Cause now they look like cowards. And so, yeah, they, um, they made them leave. Like that was, I guess they were like, oh, we'll come to Paris to be like imprisoned or whatever. And um, they they basically say goodbye to Versailles, which I don't even know what they did to it. Like I know they destroyed part of it, which is like the last um, scene of the movie. But like I don't know what they did to it in real life. I don't know. That's way before my time. <laughs> okay, same. Yes. <laughs> it's so awful. But I imagine we fin to burn this bitch up. We fin to riot. We fin to, you know, do a little looting. And we fin to burn it down. Yeah. The funny part about it is apparently they were going, they, I guess whoever was there thought they would come back. Um, and I also see that they transferred a lot of paintings and and equipment because you know they didn't have any money so they're like let's sell this shit and get rid of it and i guess they like kept it um as like a storage place and um i think they used it as like a a a tour they did tours a little bit which is so i think they did it like the same year they beheaded her because they didn't die like 
they they didn't um like they didn't execute them right away. They like kept them in prison for a while. And they had a a trial. Yeah, which I mean, like at the time, like they weren't gonna let them. I think I think at one point they were like, let's. They were thinking about sort of letting them off the hook, um, and then something happened or some. They were like, a, you know, the decision was made. Like, now we got to do it. Which I'm sure it had other people shook as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, Napoleon used this for stuff. Oh, Napoleon. So, yeah, there's a lot of history in here, as I've said before. Goddamn too much, almost. <laughs> uh, which is so funny to me because I would like to see, like, I know there were certain parts of the palace that they couldn't have shot from because, like, there is a gigantic parking lot on the other side of these gates. Like, when they first come in, there's a fucking gigantic parking lot. And then there's, like, the regular-ass street. Like, they basically built this shit, like, around Versailles. And then, like, once you're there, you feel like you're not even close to civilization because there's no roads, like, in on the grounds. There's, like, roads for, like, little carts and stuff. Um, but as far as, like cars and like that there's none of that but um yeah um it's such a beautiful little it's a beautiful piece of architecture ah just mag magnifique that's all my french that i've learned mm. so um so yeah i mean lots of costumes beautiful gowns but in a good way not in like a way <laughs> Not in a Taylor Swift way. Um, I don't know. Like, would you recommend this movie? Um, yes, yes, I would. I would say, especially if you like costume design and all that stuff. Like, this is um pretty good. I wish I could find more about like the individual. Co- I mean, like, there's a lot about the costumes as far as like the choices. That were made, which we talked about um, for like the style and definitely like the colors that he used, because I think especially in like paintings and stuff, it's all sort of like demure. Um, but like these people live like actual lives, like they weren't just like subjects of paintings and things like that. So, um, I mean, if you want to go crazy and wear some pink, I bet you it cost a goddamn grip. But you look cute. She looked cute. She had a lot of um, a lot of feathers. At one point, when they had the coronation, she had this like feather thing, like this weird thing in her hair that totally reminded me of this thing I put in my Christmas tree. <clears throat> it was like a brooch, but it was like a giant brooch for like your hair. And I was like, "Girl, I got the same thing on my Christmas tree. It was like a giant <laughs> feather. And it's silver." And it's sparkly and all that shit. And I was like, my fucking tree looks like Marie Antoinette. I feel like what's interesting about this movie to me, they kind of really like pushed it over the edge into like from like, oh, this is all right. Until like, yeah, I would say like, yeah, you should probably like watch it. Or especially if you're interested in this period of time and this like, uh, um, this design and aesthetic and all that, um, when like she was sending her family away or like sending her friends away to like, 
um like for their own safety and stuff i don't know what about mm-hmm. that scene but that scene kind of like put it i was like god damn this i feel bad for these people like i shouldn't feel bad for them because they're fucking they're fucking rich and they were doing the most and they were doing the most for a while and they weren't paying attention to the people that they were ruling um so that's on one hand, but also I was like, this is kind of sad. I think it was the music. That was my struggle with this film because you see all of the decadence. You see all of the overspending. You see them eating really lavish cakes, the lavish costume. Well, not costumes for them, but lavish attire, the wigs, the meals, the, the staff like everything that's going on inside the castle. And then, you know, from history, what's going on in the streets um, to the people that they are, well, they don't necessarily serve because they're not elected officials, but the people that they rule um, that they are supposed to care for in some capacity. Um, And you know that the revolution was started because people are starving, people are dying. They they need food. They need food. Um, and you hear like the quote "Let them eat cake" is attributed to Marie Antoinette, but it's never been properly sourced to her. It's never been established that she has said that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a feeling like when I said earlier, like watching this movie now kind of like made me feel some kind of way because we aren't receiving the the proper infrastructure like we aren't receiving what we need to be cared for by our government by elected officials yeah like they aren't making sure that we have as citizens what we need to ensure our health and safety Mm-hmm. And this too, I mean, you you got people who aren't really elected. They're like leaders for life, and they're apparently mm-hmm. ordained by God, um, which some people, I guess, still believe that. I think that's like the cornerstone of like the British monarchy. Like, she believes that she's led by God to lead the, or you know, chosen by God to lead these people. And some people were like, "Girl, fuck that shit." <laughs> Like, the whole divine right of kings and all that. Um, Because also, because since the king is chosen by God, that means the king is never wrong. And so, like, um, like, whatever he does, however he acts and behaves is not wrong because he's been ordained by God. And God wouldn't pick somebody who was in the wrong. But, like, girl, (laughs) like, what the? When you really sit back and look, like, you bankrupting this shit. And a lot of it, too, like, I feel like it's just wrong place, wrong time. Or, like, just your time had run out, basically, because, you know, even, like, with elected officials now, a lot of stuff is, like, inherited. So, it wasn't necessarily King Louis XVI's fault that, like, shit was already going south that had already started and been put in motion before he um that probably before he was born or whatever but like you know when people get fed up like you just gotta duck (laughs) and he ain't duck fast enough 
some lessons could be learned. I mean, listen, some people are just a little too cozy, but I mean, shit don't last forever. The monarchy didn't last forever. So, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely think if you're into this and which this is definitely a market for people who are into this, um, as far as aesthetics and story, yeah, you should watch it. Um, don't watch it thinking like you're going to learn history here. That's not the whole point of this. They play I Want Candy in it, so girl. And that's nothing wrong with that. I don't know why people were mad about that. Like, that's fun. You think I want to hear fucking Mozart this whole time? It, it was a moment. It's like, boots to it. I knew I could this. It's like, yeah, girl. Doo-doo. I mean, she's sitting there eating candy and eating, like, all the bonbons and, like, eating fucking raspberries and strawberries and and all kinds of shit like it made sense i don't know maybe it was too on the nose for people and it was a good mix of like that kind of music and like music you would expect to hear from the period but like ask yourself really like do you really want to go sit in a movie and have these entire like do you want the history book read to you or do you just want like a, a nice slice of someone's life it's a it's a fun movie yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, given yeah. what the given what the material is, I mean, like, I mean, it is depressing. <laughs> like, you really sit there and you think about it, and you're like, God damn, this sucks. Like, not yeah. like the story sucks, but like her life kind of sucks. Yeah, I wish they had put it in. Uh, well, no, they wouldn't have been able to do this. Apparently, to like Marie Antoinette had like got um and well, like impersonated by some woman. Um, who, like, tricked this man in her court. Like, Marie didn't like this man. I don't know. I forget what his name is. But this woman, like, tricked him into thinking that, like, Marie was trying to start an affair with him and, like, tricked him into, like, buying her a necklace, like, this really, really fucking expensive necklace. And, like, um, that also contributed to, like, people being like, this bitch is spending all our money. Mm. just the forces at work girl the forces at mm, work mm, and mm. I think that woman like escaped and like she took all the jewels with her <clears throat> I need to find that I was like listening to this podcast about it and I was like wait a minute bitch mm, mm, mm. yeah they would not have had time to put that in there because I don't even think Marie Antoinette knew who this woman was <laughs> I think she had met her like one time <laughs> but she had people uh, committing identity theft. So. Yeah, man. Um, what should we recommend? Okay. Watching this. I've, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to recommend a previous episode. Okay. To kind of like watch with this. Okay. And that is Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Portrait. I feel like that movie kind of has similar themes to this film. And I feel like that would pair really well with this. Yeah, less costumes, I feel like, more story. Like, I feel like they would work really nicely together. I think they would work. That would be a really nice pairing because for... at. I, don't ask me about dates and times, but 
it's, oh, I I it's right around the same time, you know. Like, let me, let me, let me look. Let me look. Let me look. Because I can't even remember my own first name some days. I can't remember so, anything, honestly. At the end of the 18th century, so they might already be dead. Yeah. But. <laughs> I mean, that's not, really har- that's not really harsh, but like. <laughs> yeah. You know, they they might have met Uncle Charles at the crossroads. <gasps> Um, I mean, so there wasn't, you know, there wasn't, like, the whole... Because I think, like, once the monarchy was, like, ousted, like, a lot of shit got real simple. Mostly because they were trying to, like, fucking scramble to get this money and figure out how to establish this new republic or whatever. But, like, um... But, yeah, it wasn't nearly as, as gaudy and people wearing nearly as much fucking fabric and the hair was normal. So, yeah. But it still has, like, the elements of what your expectations are as a wife and as a woman in society at that particular time. A little yeah. different, but similar themes. What would you recommend? I'm trying to think of a couple. I don't even really know if I said this already. I feel like I did. Orlando is really great um, in terms of um, costuming, the story's a little kind of, it's kind of a little hard to follow in some parts, um, because it happens over centuries, like, this is the same, like, this person doesn't die, Orlando, um, like, the Queen of England is, like, promising you won't die or some shit like that, and, like, Orlando's like, all right, and, like, just not, like, just lives forever, and nobody really fucking questions it. I don't really understand. Um, at least in the movie. Maybe it's explained more in the book, but I'm not sure. Um, I would also say, I mean, I say this all the time. I love the favorite. Um, Anna Karenina had some really good set design. Costumes I can't really pinpoint. Um, also, you know what I really want to watch is Amadeus. Even though it's like fucking three hours long. Mm. I don't have... Listen... My brain is slowly, like, shriveling up. (laughs) The longer I go on, I don't know if it's because I haven't left my house in so long. But, um, yeah, girl, that's a long-ass fucking movie. And so, um, apparently the costume's bomb. They got them wigs. Yes, wigs are definitely great. Um, I see one little tinge with pink. Um, Mozart has um, embroidered flowers. He's got the little rough thing, the little prince thing. What's the thing called? What I should know this. The little neck, the neck ruffle. A uh, ascot or, or no? I don't think you would call this an ascot, but you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I would really kind of want to watch that, but also like, girl, my sanity and. <laughs> I guess if you like chaotic um, shows, murder mysteries, etc. Um, uh, Versailles is also really interesting. And takes place, I mean, it's a couple, like a century or so before this. But it's really good. Oh, also harlots. Listen, anything with a big dress and a big wig. Although we've done so many. You know, so many period pieces out. I was going to say eventually we're coming to a point where we're going to get 
like uncut gym period pieces. Shut up. Where they take place. Like they take place in like no twenty twelve. I know shit. No. Or like eighth grade where they take place in like what? Does that take place in like two thousand eight, two thousand nine? Or wait, no. No, eighth grade. Eighth grade is pretty contemporary because she's got a YouTube channel. YouTube existed then. No, but not like how it is now. Like video blogs and and shit like that. Like you know, like like now. There's putting shit on YouTube and there's like going like purposely posting on YouTube to get views. You know what I mean? But there's no set time for this one. Eventually we're gonna roll back there in like two years. I'm mean, gonna go back to the nineties like everybody likes to do with Matt like my Mad Fat Diary and um what was that other one? You know what someone's gonna remake my so called life one day. Starring <laughs> Starring the redhead girl from um from um from it chapter one and two. I mean, there's plenty of room for period pieces. Um, although, I mean, not everything has to be like a like a corset and gowns period piece. Like, should we talk about what like our next movies are going to be? Do we even know? Maybe I'm jumping the gun. No, you can share. Oh my god. Okay. Wait. Are we agreeing? Like, are we agreeing? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I guess. Maybe I'll regret this later, but for right now, I'm thinking this is a great idea, and I would like to do um, Hollywood Shuffle and Dolomite is my name. Uh, we yes. did Dolomite, it's like the original Dolomite, forever ago. I don't even know what episode that was. Um, we had like a black exploitation themed um, episode pairing, and it was really fun. And now we're gonna go. I think it'd be fun to look at like black. Um, actors and actresses like behind the scenes that's sort of like the making of the of the movie although Hollywood Hollywood Shuffle is not I don't think it's all stuck on like one movie right it's like over nope it's really interesting you have you seen it before I have not my mom was like oh what are you gonna do yes that one and I was like girl I don't know (laughs) like (laughs) I I just want to watch it so I think it's I think it should be Quite interesting. Yes. I'm excited. Um, Very excited. Yeah, but basically, like, all the shit that black actors have had to put up with to get something made. Mm-hmm. So, um, which, like, Robert Townsend's, like, a legend. Obviously, Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to share stories because of Eddie Murphy. Is the reason why Hollywood Shuffle was made. And we could get into that on those episodes. Fun! Yes. I'm actually nervous. Also, I did not know that Eddie Murphy had 10 children. And one of them is by a Spice Girl. Hey! Y'all <laughs> do Melanie Brown. Melanie Lee Brown. <laughs> Oh, did you see that thread on, this is so side note, but did you see that thread on, on Melanie Brown and like they fucking, 
like somebody called her the blueprint or whatever. And it wasn't even a thread. It was like just one post. And it was like, oh, since we're talking about the blueprint or whatever. And like there was so many people underneath. They're like, okay, don't get mad at me. But who is this? Oh, I was like, what on earth? I was like, do y'all think that people just like come up with this shit? Like, I don't understand because <laughs> somebody also put under there like, oh, she looks like Rico Nasty. And I was like, first of all, it's Rico Nasty looks like her. <laughs> and I was like, I'm pretty sure Rico got some sense and knows who she's referencing when she does her hair a certain way or dresses a certain way or whatever. But the rest of y'all should be ashamed. Uh, wow. So. Okay. It was very disappointing. So one day we're going to have to do Spice World to let the girls yes. know. Because, like, we can't let our, um, we can't let the women that open the doors for everybody um, be forgotten. Because of standum and goofiness. Mm, let them know. If I could just have an hour to talk about standum, but we won't do it today. Because, <laughs> girl, listen. <clears throat> yeah, but anyways, we should say where we are. Um, so you can follow us on Twitter at BLK Girl Film Club. You can... Um, Follow us on Instagram at Black Girl Film Club. You can visit us at blackgirlfilmclub.com. You can email us at blackgirlfilmclub at gmail.com. You can listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, um, and plenty of other places. If you got an RSS feed, make that shit happen. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're really excited to bring you these new episodes. Yes. So we should say. If you haven't heard, the Glitter soundtrack is now streaming. And also Glitter is streaming. And even though we had our issues <laughs> with that movie, I mean, that's not reason enough to not listen to Mariah Carey. Yeah, that soundtrack slaps. I mean, it's fucking Mariah Carey. Anyways, y'all, we should go. Yes. Enjoy the rest of your day, guys. Go eat some cake. We love you. Go put on a nice wig. Go have yourself a good old time. If your husband's not paying, not, if your husband's not paying attention to you, go find an, a man named Axel. Mm-hmm. Do, do what you need to do for you. I mean, maybe he'll say Jamie Dornan. Maybe he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, have a good-ass fucking time, man. <laughs> Bye, guys. All right. Bye.